You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Oliver. Fancy seeing you here. Fancy seeing you here in the podcast recording studio. You believe the Navidadith. Oh my word. My name is Chris Armfield. This is my good old pal. Season's greetings. Rudolph the Red Nose Rolliver. This is what you used to call me when we first met is uh, Revelo, backwards all. Revelo, but I only called you Revelo when you did mm-hmm. Revelo like things, which was yeah. when you were walking in a backward spirit, not necessarily rebellious or yeah. sinful, but just. All kinds of playful. Thank you for our thankful for discipling relationship. That that guy's almost dead and gone. Oh my Revelo's goodness! Only out. In- Let me just tell you something. <laughs> for all you podcast listeners who have not been around Oliver for more than sixty minutes, <laughs> if you've only been around for a few minutes, you don't know Revelo. Yeah. But if you've been around for sixty minutes, you see plenty. He's a great dancer. I think I've mentioned that before mm-hmm. or on stage. You're a great dancer. But Thank you. listen, we are back, and it is so good to be back. We love talking on the Equipping Podcast because we love helping. Everybody who's listening out there, uh, not only help them take their next step in their faith with the Lord and with who they are putting their faith in with Jesus and his kingdom, but we also love to empower you to help other people take their next step in life, family members, children, friends, coworkers, neighbors, etc. And right now we are uh, equipping people with the Advent season, Christmas. Yeah, yep. at City Lights we, are, uh, we teach through the uh, Bible exegetically and sometimes different topics um, and different themes uh, just just don't get to be celebrated on stage as much as we'd like. And so that's one of the things we get to do in Equipping Podcast. Um, Advent is something, the preparation for Christmas, not just a circle day on a calendar. Obviously, we shop for it. Obviously, we prepare the food for it. But even our hearts and our spirit, there is a pre- pre- preparation for, for Advent. We've been lighting candles on the stage. But also, this podcast for the uh, last couple of weeks here has been focused on those four different themes of Advent, which are hope, peace, joy which is today love and then ultimately christ and so we're just um celebrating this uh, advent season together through podcast through technology and on sunday mornings to that degree um just learning how to wait in worship for him we are waiting in worship for december 25th which is just a discipline and a joy that we do with our church family but also we're learning in so far in december to wait in worship for his second coming not as a baby as a returning king uh, and so that that discipline of waiting in worship is just a profound and wondrous Thing that we all get to do as a as a body of Christ. Yeah, man. Well, joy to the world, mm. the Lord has come. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. You have a favorite Christmas song? Uh, mine is up on the Santa Claus. Do you know Jesus? I because Jesus Claus. That was Revelo that just is, came back. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that. All right, that was a perfect example of that. Revelo showed up, but I I think uh, I you know I've got different Christmas songs. Some of them actually have some really great meaning, but like joy to the world, the Lord has come is a great one. Mm-hmm. I think in our culture, uh, podcast listener, actually Oliver and podcast listeners, here's a quick quiz. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you 3 seconds to think then you have to say it out loud, all right? So, a synonym, meaning a similar word or a word that could replace the word joy. Okay? Tell me a synonym for you. What is a synonym for the word joy? I'm giving you 3 seconds. I'm going to count it down and you say it out loud. 1 2 3. Happiness. Happiness. Podcast listeners, imagine you're watching Blue's Clues, and I stare at the screen for a moment. I'm waiting. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I heard happiness I'm out Steve there. I heard smile. Steve. I heard peace. I heard serenity out there. And for some of you, I heard you rewind because you got cut off and you're back on the road. Okay, but seriously, Oliver, I'm pretty sure that you hit the button. Happiness is usually what people think of. And when we think of joy, there's usually sunshining and happiness. Uh, it's a happiness being emotion. But biblically speaking, joy is actually, it's really not an emotion. In fact, uh, I think of sometimes Christianity and Christian culture has created songs that actually help that problem keep <laughs> remaining. Mm. I remember a song, I've got joy down in my heart. Deep, deep down in my heart. Spell it. J-O-Y. Mm. Down in my heart. Deep, deep down in my joy, heart. Joy, 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 joy. Down, down in my heart. Where? Down in my Come heart. On, sing it. Where? Down in my heart. I got. Yep. So we know these. They're, they actually are fun. They put a smile on my face, but they don't actually. They actually, to me, they help me experience emotion and mm -hmm. make me happy. But they're not, it's not tied to what I'm going through. It's actually an escape. Mm -hmm. Joy is never meant to be an escape. And so for me, one of the most powerful statements in the scriptures is uh, from James, Jesus' half-brother. And that's interesting. We're celebrating the coming of Jesus' birth. Jesus' um, half-brother, the reason James is half-brother is because Joseph and Mary consummated their marriage eventually and got pregnant with James. And Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit in a virgin's womb, Mary. So James actually says, consider it pure joy, from James 2, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith, which is what a trial is there for, to test your faith, will produce perseverance. Now, uh, I think it's worth noting that the phrase considerate, pure joy, is not get happy, be happy, feel emotion. Actually, that word is an accounting term, and it actually means to consider, as in to take account of. Hmm. So James is actually saying, take an account of uh, what you're going through. And if you take account of what you're going through in light of the right. promises of Scripture and the, re the reality of God and the things that are, well, the Scriptures tell us what is unseen— um, then you actually will realize that whatever you're facing is not a happy or sad moment, but a moment to go, this is not something that God's going to waste. Yeah. This is something he's going to use in my life. So really, I mean, next year I say, all right, synonym for joy. People could go one, two, three, accounting, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, contemplation, hmm. a deep abiding decision. And that's really what deep, deep down in my heart would be is a deep confidence, not a deep emotion. When I hear you say uh, accounting or maybe calibrating or um, counting, uh, I, I'm thinking almost this picture of it's not really about changing environments, changing things around you on the outside so much as joy is inside. That's and right. I'm, I'm simply choosing to view my surroundings in a different light. Mm -hmm. Today, we really want to talk about how to make sure that our joy doesn't just um, take a shallow mm -hmm. nature to it, that it's not dictated upon circumstance or it's tethered to our, quote, emotional happiness. Yeah. But how does joy become rooted? How mm -hmm. does joy become... Um, an inside job is what some people say. Mm. Um, how can we actually abide by, as I'm looking at some of these other scriptures here, Psalm 47, there's commands to be joyful. So mm -hmm. how do we make sure we're being joyful, but it's not a shallow joy? Mm. Clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. Philippians 4.4 4 actually commands it, rejoice in the Lord. And here's where, you know, it becomes a problem for us or a challenge for us. Uh, and, and leads us away from our circumstances. How do we do that always? Well, you know, that's, it's a great question. The pro, I mean, if I can just kind of talk as someone who studied history, but also the biblical history, of course, that's part of history is we have so inherited, um, and I'm not faulting anybody, but we've so inherited a, a, the wrong idea of joy that it's 
we have to ask that question. <laughs> how do we root joy? Mm-hmm. And we're really saying, I think a lot of people would say, how do I remain happy? And it's right. wrong. So let me give another phrase where the word joy is uh, part of. Rejoice. And again, I say it, rejoice. Find your deep confidence in. And again, I say, find your deep confidence in. Yeah. It's actually what it means. So how do I keep my deep confidence rooted? Well, you got to place your joy in something that's going to remain and mm-hmm. grow and go deep. And so, I mean, just podcast listener, I, I, sometimes we have to ask you to lose something. And uh, when we normally do our equipment podcast, we, we try to call out a lie or a myth that, that culture has taught us. Well, one of the myths that the culture has taught us is that joy is something that Christians should just feel by putting a smile on and it's an emotion. When the scriptures actually say joy is making a confident decision and remaining firm in it, which, you know, in this case, I think Mary herself had to really think through was this a joyous moment for her? Well, labor pains and all the rumors going on. I don't know that it was joyful, but she was confident that she was made pregnant by the Holy Spirit and an angel visited her. So her, she may have had one of the greatest moments of joy in her life that day mm-hmm. because her deep confidence in was God not only making a promise, then she was getting pregnant, but now there's a, there's actually a baby crying. This mm-hmm. this really is a deep-rooted, my confidence was in it in this moment, and here's the evidence of my confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I went straight to Jesus, and I'm, and I'm hearing there's plenty of examples all throughout the Scripture of Old and New Testament characters experiencing joy, as you talked about earlier, here, mm-hmm. treasuring those things in her heart and finding joy in those things that other people didn't even know to identify as joy because they didn't account it the right way to say, yeah. to say it in that language. Hebrews 12, 2, and, and then John 15, 10. I'll read them out loud here, but Hebrews 12, speaking of Jesus, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, speaking of him, for yeah. his joy that he set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So that's that justification, right? The, or just that, um, excuse Juxt- me, juxtaposition, that's mm-hmm. right, of the outside not going my way, but right. the inside finding deep joy. How does Jesus do this? I think we find an insight in one of the most intimate settings and intimate sermons he ever gave in John fifteen ten. He invites us into that type of joy as well. If you keep my commands, he says, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and I abide in his love. Then it says, what I just described to you in verse 10, this is what that's actually called in verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you Mm. and your joy may be full. I Mm. experienced joy in the worst of circumstances. How did I do that? In my most intimate sermon, I'll tell you, I did it because it was through the following the obedience of commands of my father. That's where I found my joy. And you have the opportunity to have that joy too, as we follow in obedience of him. So um, I've I've found through these scriptures and, and I would have to reflect in life as well, that joy is found, if we really, really think about it, when we're actually the most joyful, not the happiest or the most energetic or the most you know, euphoric or whatever, but when we really are deeply rooted in joy, uh, not swayed by our circumstances, things going our way or not going our way, joy is rooted ultimately in obedience and not an outcome. Mm. Uh, joy is rooted in this real- realization that um, following my father's commands and doing what he's asking me to do when he asked me to do it, that's when I'm in stride. That's when I'm in joy. That's when I'm, my heart is safe in this place of experiencing joy. Um, Jesus says, you can't find it any other place. It's where I found it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to experience it, you're going to have to find it in the same place that I did. I didn't find the joy in the crucifixion. I found the joy in the steps up Calvary because that's what my father was telling me to do. Those steps with him, mm-hmm. joy is found with him. Um, that's the invitation I believe that he's he's inviting us to at Christmas as a baby, as a crucified Savior, and as a coming King is saying, if you want to have joy, it's going to be a relational proximity to me. Yeah, and so you think about it, the disciples, the thing that was joy for Jesus enduring the cross and the shame wasn't joy. It actually challenged the confidence and the kingdom that his disciples thought. I mean, they they 
they pieced out. They left. Mm-hmm. I think because they were tied to outcome that Jesus was going to be earthly king in their time, and he goes to the cross and dies. Jesus had an outcome in mind that they didn't understand, and so Jesus was his joy was un, undeterred, I guess, um, right. unforded. Uh-huh. But the the disciples' joy, <laughs> I mean, he gets dashed to pieces. And, right. I mean, really, there's maybe four people at the crucifixion that were part of his disciples, even though tens of thousands you know, benefited from him when he did his ministry. So I guess I'd love to challenge a little bit, podcast listener, um, find great joy, find great confidence in being obedient to what God says, but um, I don't know what the outcome's always going to be. Right. You know, and I think that's what you're saying, don't let it be tied to it. And yet we look at Jesus, if he had joy that was unforded, it's because he was confident of an outcome that, you know, at times we're veiled to, right, Oliver? Right, I mean, we exactly. just, we don't, there aren't guarantees, as much as we like to think there's tons of guarantees in the kingdom of heaven, the most important guarantees are there, but some of the lesser ones that we like aren't always guarantees, and that's why we get disenchanted and frustrated and hurt and lack joy, lack confidence in God, lack confidence in his character ourselves, is because the outcome we thought he would give us, we tied our joy to it, mm-hmm. and then it fell, and our joy fell too. Yeah, I mean, I think that that sermon in John is basically saying those disciples missed an opportunity, and we can miss opportunities yeah. for joy as well. They missed an opportunity between the time that he died and the time that he rose, um, to to either place their joy in the outcome of what they're seeing around them or place their joy in the faith and the hope that they're fixated by fixing our eyes on Jesus, as it says in Hebrews, the, the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 12, too, is to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, as we read before. Yeah. But interesting study that I've looked at, in every, um, in every way, shape, and form, uh, people have... have uh, made an effort to interview people on their on their deathbed. Kind of psychologists and sociologists have just done this study of, okay, uh, from a retrospective stance, when people get to the end of their life, what are they thinking about? What do they care about? What begins to matter most? I think sometimes when we see backwards, we can see clearer sometimes uh, through the rearview mirror. And um, so uh, the studies have always shown uh, from these uh, surveys is uh, people people regret and they find joy in some really common things across the board, across countries and across experiences. And that is one, the regret is always, um, I wish I would have spent more time with family mm-hmm. and I wish I would have spent more time with, with people more than projects because people matter, the who matters. Um, that's one thing um, which speaks to the relationship. But in the name of kingdom, one of the things that kingdom and, and kind of uh, generativity here on the earth uh, one of the things that they make statements of is I wish I wouldn't have listened to the critics as much. I wish I wouldn't have listened to my surroundings or my circumstances. I wish I would have just done what I'd known what was right. You mm-hmm. know, even Holocaust survivors or people that had lived mm-hmm. in Nazi Germany, when they look back, they say, well, the joy really wasn't in the outcome, my death or my living, my health, my, abound- my abundance or my bounding. It's really in the, f- the question, did I do what I knew was true? For us as Christians, the truest voice that we have is Christ. So outside of Christ, there's only a certain weight that joy can take. Inside of Christ, we have a deep, abounding, residing joy that is not shallow, that is not based on temporal things, that it's not based on my emotions or my serotonin levels. It is based on a truth, and it's based on commands. And I think we look back on life, uh, on the years that we have spent so far, or on our deathbed, and I think we look back and we think our joy, our accredited joy, was based on how many moments, how many days did we stand Mm. firm in what we knew was true. Stand firm on doing what God said. Frank Sinatra said, "Not you know, I'll, I'll pass it to you after this, but that that quote from his song, you know, I did it my way, That was that's what joy looked like for him. I think that's probably better than doing it everybody else's way and becoming a slave to popularity. Mm-hmm. But I think we one-up that. 
in Christ and we say, well, we did it his way. Mm -hmm. I think that's the joy that Jesus Mm -hmm. dies, Mm -hmm. goes to the grave and is resurrected with. Mm -hmm. It's not the outcome. It's the fact that I did it what my, I did it my father's way. I did what my father said to do when he told me to do it. And I take no regrets on that. And so I think the invitation for Christmas and waiting until he comes for a second coming is this idea that I'm going to stake my joy in not the outcome, but in the obedience. What is father saying? What did he ask me to do about it? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty significant um, that's a pretty significant challenge. I love it. Uh, believe it or not, Frank Sinatra served us well today. Not that he wouldn't, but um, <laughs> that we did it his way. I mean, yeah. I'm just right now, literally, my my pausing in my statement right now is really meditating on that podcast listener. Uh, I, I'm sure that's happening for you right now too. If I had to sum up what we just talked about as a as something for you to th- consider wherever you are and whatever you're doing is. Where is your joy rooted mm-hmm. or where is your joy tied to? I, I've said this before and I've read, I got these this kind of language from lots of different thinkers, but where you tie your joy to is, uh, or where you tie your hope to or your desire, your goal to, you will ride the ebb and flow of mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> if, you, if your deep confidence, to use the definition from James, calculated um like you're you're assessing like this is what matters or rejoice where that joy word is part of i'm finding my deep confidence in this where are you tying that to today is it getting the job is it uh, a peaceful everybody together you know if you're a mom or a grandmother out there listening or grandfather is your joy tied to the whole family being together and everybody getting along Mm -hmm. you may have settled for pseudo peace already and that's not worth it Mm -hmm. and so i guess uh, my challenge for you is just, could you, would you be willing to answer that question with the Holy Spirit? Maybe if you're driving, think about it, and then maybe just take five minutes and journal. I feel like uh, my joy, my, or you might even say my happiness is tied to this, but then ask yourself a deeper question. Where's my confidence tied into? Where's my confidence tied into? Jesus was so tied into the confidence of his father holding the outcomes, he was willing to obey. That's what you were talking about, mm-hmm. Oliver. So listen, we, we really genuinely want to be a community uh, and we want you to be a house, a business person, a neighbor, a friend, an athlete, a son, a daughter. We really want you to be people full of joy, full of deep confidence that you're loved by God. He controls the outcomes, but we get to determine whether we're obedient or not. So we commission you. Be obedient. Uh, ask that question with the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you an answer. And then, you know, just talk to him about that. Like, like Holy Spirit, this is where I put my joy. This is where I put my confidence. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do about that? And uh, listen, we're really excited to bring in this Christmas season, these next couple weeks with you. Uh, we're looking forward to next time we talk, which is next love, week. love, love, right. love, love. So we will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully this is helping you take a next step in your faith. If it's helping you, mm-hmm. would you serve that up to somebody else? Post it on social media. Um, maybe just send a link via text. You can go to the iTunes account or That's go right. to our website, citylights.cc, which you already went to, and just share it out there. Tens of people are listening to this podcast along with you. Tens of people. Tens of people. Some people say hundreds of people, yep. but right now tens of people well are. your family has um <laughs> your family has six mine has yep. uh five alec loves the podcast sydney is, yeah so the staff the staff's yeah. listening no yeah hey, we enjoy it's not going anywhere and right. so yeah let's yep. share it with others love you guys and we love your feedback too you know if you want to hear some topics go ahead and post that somewhere on itunes or whatnot and we'd love to be able to address some of those things in the coming year love you adios Bless. see ya